who are you calling a nice girl? All right. Well, so as you guys all probably have noticed, that was the new intro for the Not So Nice Girl episode. And today I am so lucky to be joined with the actual person who created this, the magic, the mind behind the magic, um, and one of my dear friends, uh, Paige Kiner. And she is, as you can probably tell from the intro, intro, a very talented musician and a singer-songwriter in Nashville right now. And she's come to talk with us about the music biz and about her um transition kind of into that world and how it's how it's gone, good and bad, all of it. So Paige, I'll hand it over to you to talk yeah. more about kind of yourself and how you got into the the music industry. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Natalie, for having me. I'm so excited to be here and I love the podcast so far and I'm just thankful to be a day one on it. <laughs> um, like Natalie said, my name is Paige Kiner. I am a singer, songwriter, and pop music artist based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, Natalie and I met in college back. I feel like that was a million years ago and like a million lives ago. Because it was, just, and we don't need was. to don't need to go into details. But I know I just had the realization that we've been out of school the same number of years we were in school, and that made me want to throw up. So Ooh, yeah, fun. that was fun. Fun, so fun. Thank you but for letting me know as well, because I'm going to need a minute, and then I'll come back. <laughs> okay, pause. Okay, we're back. Pause. Okay, we're back. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, we met in college. I studied music and English at the University of Virginia. Um, and immediately after graduating, I got in a U-Haul and drove straight to Nashville, Tennessee to start pursuing my music career. I say start, but I had been pursuing it since, I, well, I started playing and writing songs when I was 13. And then I started releasing music when I was 17. And so now it's about to be 10 years of me releasing music, which is alarming. But um, as exciting. you can see, yeah, it is exciting. It's exciting. Thank you to the world. Oh my gosh, that you <laughs> have been able to do that. Oh my gosh. It's definitely been a journey and I'm thankful to have had so much time on it so far to just like continue discovering myself and my artistry but there's lots of ups and downs especially when you're pursuing a creative pursuit um and just something that is not necessarily a traditional path and I do think that you know since the pandemic a lot of people have kind of started to realize how short life is and like wanted to start just like really going after their dreams which I think is amazing but there's a lot of um, like I said, ups and downs and difficulties with pursuing something that maybe not everyone agrees with. Maybe not everyone is supportive of it or thinks that you can do it. And you have to be the person who believes in yourself the most. So I think like just having that, anyone who's listening, if you're an entrepreneur or a creative or just anything that that resonates with you, um, probably what we're going to talk about is going to be of relevance. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, a part of the reason I wanted you to come on is just really oh hello cat sorry there's a <laughs> um is to really just kind of promote that idea that I mean even just 
I'm, I'm here doing this podcast. This is something I've been talking about for years and years and years, but, you know, either I was nervous to use my voice or I wasn't sure like anyone would care or whatever it is. And taking that next step. I mean, I've had like people from out of the woodworks from high school be like, I'm so happy you're doing this. Like, I'm so happy to hear from you. I mean, you don't realize how many people are willing to support you and how many people are going to be excited for you until you just do it. And there's always going to be people who are going to drag your name in the mud for good, (laughs) for whatever reason, or they're going to make fun of you or whatever it is. But like, you're, you're winning, like you're doing what you wanted to do from the get-go. And like for you, I'd love for you to kind of talk. I mean, even just starting at 13, what kind of drew you to music and drew you to songwriting, especially, um, I know that's, that's a window into your soul (laughs) by songwriting, especially, um, I know you do write songs about like your personal experiences. So what kind of drew you to that, that world? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, growing up, I had lots of feelings as a lot of us did. And like, I really relate to a lot of what the podcast has talked about so far of just like, you know, maybe not always speaking out and not sharing your truth and not sharing how you feel for fear of how it's going to affect other people. Meanwhile, you're locking everything inside. And like I have said so many times and I used to wear it almost as like a badge of honor. Like I would rather um, like emotionally hurt myself by keeping things inside than to speak out and hurt someone else. And Mm -hmm. I was like proud of that. But now I'm like, that's not, you know, I feel like a lot of people probably feel the same way because like no one wants to hurt other people. But like in my mind, even just setting a boundary, like a kind but healthy boundary was hurting someone, which is not true. (laughs) So like basically taking care of yourself too was, yeah. I I feel like we were very similar in that we were nice girls and that um, it was more important to protect other people than to protect ourselves. Right. And if you prioritize yourself, that doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're deprioritizing someone else or other people's feelings everyone remember that (laughs) literally say that over and over and over again yeah prioritizing yourself is not deprioritizing other people exactly exactly and like you know the people around you are important and their feelings are important but that's not your responsibility your responsibility is to take care of yourself and to take care of your emotions and your mental health and your feelings while also just like being the kind wonderful lovely person that you are um But all of that being said, tying back around to how I got into music, I think having those feelings and like searching for an outlet once I realized that I had a voice and I love to sing and just like even singing other people's songs like covers and just like finding an emotional release through that. um, I started writing my own music and it really helped me give words to things that I didn't know how to express. Um, And like, yeah, you can it's a song. So you can kind of like, you can be, you can be loud. You can be quote unquote crazy. You can just say whatever, like whatever you really feel in music. Um, even the things that people are too afraid to say. And I think like the most important and impactful artists are the ones that 
do put themselves on the line and say the things that a lot of people wish they could say, but they, they'll never speak out. Cause it's like, maybe not the nicest or not the prettiest emotion to be sharing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, songwriting has definitely been an outlet for me. Um, just like even from very early days to now, it's something that I'll always do. I am pursuing it as a career, but regardless of if it were to ever make me any money or not, I have to do it. Like, I think that that's something like if you have a passion, um, even though like I talk about songwriting as being something that I almost like use as a vehicle to like, whenever I I used to say like, I have bad feelings, I would write them out of me. Um, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily gone, but at least I can kind of like separate myself and like, look at it from another perspective once I have it on a paper or like recorded into a song. Um, I mean, journaling for so many people is so helpful. And I know, yeah, for me, at least I, I went through a journaling phase, but it just wasn't, I knew it wasn't my outlet. And I think everyone for you, it's kind of organizing it into a song is organizing your thoughts and that's exactly something that's so important and music is so important for that I like I think I even made a TikTok about that of just sometimes you need music or you need someone else's voice or someone else's words to organize your own thoughts because when you're in those emotions you it's it's very difficult to actually understand what they are it's yeah. shockingly difficult for humans to even name their emotions. Oh my gosh. All the time. Like I'll be sad and have no idea why. Like <laughs> it's just such I a real thing. That's just a daily, yeah. daily, daily occurrence. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like growing up and even now, like, I feel like I literally made my own TikTok about this where I'm like listening to sad songs when I'm already sad to make myself even more sad. And yes. it's like, it literally helps you have like a release and like process through your emotions. Yeah. By, and I think another thing too, with music that is so important to me and like why I love certain artists and like the kind of artists that I want to be for others is like, you know, giving words and music to those feelings that let other people know that they're not alone in feeling that. Yes. Um, and even even with like happier upbeat songs, like providing the soundtrack to like even enhance people's like good experiences in life. Yeah. It's just kind of a cool human connection thing that I really cherish about music. Yeah, I really like that word enhance. And I, I, I think that's what it is for me as well. It's, you know, if I am sad or especially for us, like net, we're working out of it. But, you know, <laughs> back in the day, especially where, you know, we just kept our emotions in. We didn't feel able to release them or to be angry at the the target of whoever's causing us the issues. Or maybe um, even when we were having happy moments, we didn't necessarily feel like we deserved it or yeah. for whatever reason or weren't able to fully just be in the moment even for a happy time. I think music was my way of enhancing that was my way of like getting back into the moment and either like enjoying myself being happy Mm -hmm. or, you know, on the flip side, if I was angry or if I was upset with someone, it was my release. It was my way. And to clarify, I'm saying this, I don't write music or sing. I cannot do that. This is why Paige is here. But <laughs> just listening to it. And I think your songs do a really good job of 
getting down to very, very vulnerable moments, but a lot of them do put them in like a much more, you know, catchy, enjoyable (laughs) tone, but still, I mean, they're very vulnerable, very real everyday occurrences. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I, I'm a big fan of the, you know, deep or even sad lyrics with the upbeat, like bop vibes. We love it. <laughs> we love it. But we yeah, I mean, it. even with you, like any like movement or dance or anything is going to have the same like emotional flow to it, you know? Yeah. Oh no, exactly. Um, so kind of going from that and talking about your songwriting, have you noticed any progression in your songwriting um starting obviously when you were younger it's going to mature but also just as you've aged and you've grown and you've realized you know like I need to put me first it's not always about other people's emotions I can't be afraid of hurting other people's emotions have you noticed your the content of your songs kind of follow that transition you felt internally Yeah. I think like even from my first music releases that I did, I released them when I was in high school and I was writing my songs about situations I went through. I was writing them about stupid boys that hurt my feelings or friends that hurt my feelings or just anything like that. And in a way, like I would be like, oh, I'm never going to say who my songs are specifically about or what it's specifically about, because that's like you can hide behind that a little bit. Like you can, you can express yourself through the lyrics and like people can know what it's about if they know, if you know, you know, but like at the same time, it's like, Oh, like that could be about anything. I could have written that years ago. I could have written that yesterday. Like, you never know. So like, it's I feel like a shield. Up, yeah. 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 It is a shield. And even like performing, there's some level of like a shield, like you're hide- you're behind a guitar, you're behind a microphone, you're performing. It's like, I'm being me but I'm not necessarily being like the most raw version of me that like my best friend would see or my sister or you're, would see you know you're singing it but they're listening through an app yeah. you're, you're not saying it to their face even exactly basically. and I've yeah like I still feel this way I would rather sing my like deepest darkest feelings to a thousand people than sit face to face and say those feelings to one person, which like is so crazy. So it makes sense. I mean, (laughs) I've never done it, but it makes sense. (laughs) It's just, yeah, there's just some level of like separation of like, well, like there's almost also like plausible deniability too of like, is it, is that the truth or is that the song? And like, there's always some level of like, it's all true to some degree, but like, you know, you got to rhyme sometimes you, you got to like make it work in the context of the song. And some songs are just stories that like parts of it, the emotion may be true, but the story may just be a story, you know? So like there's some level of that too, with just like being able to share and being able to share these deep emotions where it's not necessarily like fully laying my self as a person versus as an artist, like on the line, if that makes sense. Yeah. And do you feel kind of, going off of that, do you feel like some of your music or music that inspire you being able to tell a story or, and I know like there's newer artists that are very into storytelling. I know like Carrie Underwood did it, Taylor Swift does it now where it's, it's not even 
real to her, but it's just, they came up with the story and they wanted to write that out. Is that level of escapism, is that also a good kind of therapeutic tool for you? Yeah, because even if like, even if there's a story element, like even talking about like Taylor Swift, like folklore, where like I went to the era store and she was amazing. She was oh my so gosh, my yes. gosh, she was so good. But <laughs> even she was talking about like, I decided like she was like, I've written so much about my own life. I decided why can't I just write some stories about characters that I come up with? Like if I like whenever I do that, like I'll sometimes come up with like a cool title idea and I'll be like, oh, I like that idea. Like this could be the story behind it. It may not necessarily be a story directly from my life, but no matter what, because I'm writing it with other people that I trust or by myself, like it's going to become infused with like truth and emotions from my life just naturally. Cause I yeah. only know how to write what I know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or what I, like I go in the room, the writing room and I'll write with other artists and other songwriters and like, my job if we're writing for their project is to help them tell their story. And so I have to kind of like put myself in their perspective too sometimes, which is like, I love doing that because almost in a way, like, I don't know if it's some kind of like nice girl, like holdover, <laughs> but like, I'm like, oh, I get to help you say what you want to yeah. say. And I don't have to be responsible for saying what I would want to say. Like yeah. when I go into a writing session and I'm writing for myself as an artist, there's this like added pressure where I'm like, okay, would I say that? Like, is that true to me? Is that exactly what I want to say? Versus like for other people, I'm like, okay, what about this? What about this? What about this? There's just so many like ideas being thrown out where I'm like, I'm helping you, <laughs> like, which yeah. is so like fun for me. And it feels amazing. And I love doing that. But it's definitely like just a different experience. Yeah, that does kind of bring me to um, like another question for you, because I, I know you personally, and we both have very perfectionist, high achieving <laughs> behaviors. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. To put it lightly. To put it lightly. Um, so, you know, like you were saying, where it's it's almost less stressful, less stressful, less pressure to help other people tell their story versus, you know, you're you're telling your own story, you're writing your own story, trying to fit your own voice. To what extent do you like have you been forced to let go of some? of that control or that perfectionism in writing and and how have you even managed that to I mean it's it's a it's scary to even me just releasing in a podcast episode and, and it's out and it's and you I could sit there and I could play with it every single second it's like even just writing an essay I swear it's yeah. like you're never really done you're still right. editing but um it's only done when you say it's done it's the same thing with music mm -hmm. like exactly yeah you so how have you kind of gone from early stages to now in and have you even really learned to be a bit more go with the flow in that <laughs> I've had to like I it's something I feel like in the last couple years especially even the last like year because I wasn't releasing music for a couple of years like from 2020 to last fall so like two years I didn't release any music because I was obviously a lot was going on in the world um yeah just a couple things just a couple things I was back home and I was just kind of like regrouping figuring out you know who I was as, as an artist and did I just want to be a songwriter do I really want to pursue being an artist like what am I going to do going forward and so I when I got back to Nashville in 2021 
I started writing with all these different people and I felt like I finally like found my true sound and my true voice, which is just such a like journey to try to get to. And so it was like, so exciting to have these songs that I'm like, okay, like I have something to say and I want to put this out and I'm so proud of this. Um, and so like I started on this whole release cycle, like 2022 to now, it's been a year of me releasing music like very consistently, which is like a lot of work and a lot of emotional um, labor (laughs) that goes into it, like literal labor and emotional labor. But um, just like having to do that, it's been, I have to fight with myself like every day to actually not let my perfectionism just like stall me completely because like the music is obviously my baby. But like, if I sit on it and like become immobilized to make a decision, like to say that a mix is done, to say that a cover art is good to go, like to actually send it to Spotify and Apple and everything, like I'll never get anywhere. And yeah. like, it's like when you say a word over and over again, and you're suddenly like, "Am I pronouncing this wrong?" Like you yeah. can you can convince yourself over and over again if you just sit there for too long. Exactly. And so now like if I like I uploaded my next single like a couple of days ago and normally it takes me like hours to do it just because I'm like agonizing over literally everything. But I was like, you know what, we're just going to do this and it's not going to be a whole thing because ultimately the result is going to be the literal same. (laughs) And so one way I'm torturing myself, the other way I'm just like trusting my decisions, trusting that it's ready and just saying, okay, I've got this, it's time and just letting it go. And like, whenever I can do that, I'm like so proud of myself. And it feels like such a silly thing to be proud of, to be like, no, I like didn't I didn't like treat this with the same like insane level of care and detail that I normally would, but like, it's not a lack of care. It's more just like, I care about myself getting it done and like moving myself forward. Well, not even that, but, um, and this is something that I talk about a lot, especially, you know, quote unquote, nice girls, but also just women in general, we are kind of taught to second guess ourselves and to, I swear that's why half of us make so many um, or it have so much trouble making decisions because we want to make, we put so much gravity on every little decision yeah. and we don't want to mess up. And we're afraid that if we mess up, you know, that'll set us back eight years or whatever. When in reality, you know, you've made it here because you are good at what you do. You know, you would not be able to make music your career if you were not good at it. And so how have you kind of, I know you talked about working with other artists, but how is that collaboration? And then also just your growth as a person, how have you come to just trust your, your voice and trust your gut, um, not just to, you know, let go of control, but to also just know that, you know, you're making, you're in charge of your career and your decision and you're making these um, decisions and you have to just trust yourself on that. Yeah, it's definitely an ongoing thing that I talk about often with my therapist, trusting myself. (laughs) It's so hard. And I think that it's so true what you said, like, especially as women, like making a decision by yourself and owning that decision and, you know, feeling qualified to make these decisions about your own life, which is like 
crazy to even say that we would yeah. feel unqualified to make a decision about our own lives, even a small I swear one. We all have like our little, we have our soundboard group chat or we have yeah. one, we like make a decision by ourselves, quote unquote, but like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Feel the but need like to always include eight, every person. Everyone like, in your you life. You know, my sister's seen the cover art. My mom's heard the song. Like, at, like, there's just so many, like, levels of, like, oh, well, like, do you like this? And it's not even – I don't even – honestly, I don't want, like – I want feedback, but I want someone to be, like, this is good. This is good to go. Trust yourself. You know it's ready. Yeah. Like, you know you what I mean? Just, need like, someone that validation. To, yeah, to validate you, to say, go for it. Yeah, exactly. I think, like – me being here in Nashville and having so many super talented, like amazing, kind, helpful, like collaborative people around me. Um, I think it has helped me trust myself more because like, I know that my friends, they may be my friends, but they're not going to lie to me. They're not going to tell me something's good when it's not, they're going to like, they care about my trajectory. They are like on the team with me. They're writing songs with me. They want to see me do, do well and vice versa. I want to see everyone else do well too. So like mm -hmm. just having those people around me who I know are like supportive and also honest with me, like it's given me that ability to like really trust myself too, just because I'm like, okay, like I've surrounded myself with all these great people. Um, I must be doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. But it's also like, if I like I am a solo artist. Obviously I have people around me that like I trust and that I run things by and that I collaborate with. But at the end of the day, I have the final say on everything, which is like beautiful and scary at the same time, because I have like full ownership of what I'm doing and I can make it completely authentic to myself. Um, but at the same time, it's like, okay, like I have full ownership of what I'm doing and no one's going to come in and say like, no, no, you should do it like this. You should do it like that. Like they might suggest, but like, I have to make the decision and just like realizing that if I don't stand firm in my decisions, even just for myself, like I'm not, it's not going to be fun for me to create what I'm creating. Like second guessing is not fun. You have to just trust yourself and know that what you're doing is right. And that what you're doing is good because it's your craft for a reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I don't think that's just with music. I think that's with everything that we do is, you know, if you sit there and you are overanalyzing every situation and antagonizing over every decision you make, or, you know, whether that be choosing a, a partner, choosing friends, I, I think that's, it's just what you were saying, kind of taking a step back and looking at, okay, I've surrounded myself with a good, good group of people. I've surrounded I've gotten this far based on my my gut and my intuition and finally having to say and it's not that's I think for me it's not cocky to say I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I think that's something that especially as women we we get uncomfortable saying and I I talked about it in my first podcast we're so bad at complimenting ourselves. But mm -hmm. like you're amazing at what you do you know what you're doing. You can make these decisions and you shouldn't have to second guess them because clearly you're, you've been doing something right up until now. Right. So I think that is something that I, I'm, I'm so happy that you are, are finding that. Yeah. It's definitely been a journey and like, it's going back to what you said earlier, like even with you starting your podcast and so many people like 
that you didn't expect to hear from being so supportive of it and just, you know, being so happy for you that you're doing something that you've been wanting to do and using your voice. And because you have something to say that people do want to hear, but like, you didn't know if people were going to want to hear it. You just were like, I have something to say. And if this even helps one person, then it's worth it. And that's the same approach that I take too. But like the thought, you know, just like having these people come out of the woodwork and be like, I love what you're doing. Like your podcast is helping me or like your song. I played your song for all my friends and they loved it. Like we had so much fun singing along kind of thing. Like it just, you know, it's the like human connection that you don't even know is going to be there. But like when you create something for people to either just take it or leave it, like it's often surprising how supportive people are going to be. It's not to say there have not been unsupportive people (laughs) like, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, coming to terms with the people who are like, oh, you do music? You know, that's like a really hard industry, right? Um, yeah, no, I had no idea that was a really hard industry. Thanks. Like, I, I think you missed the part where I said I'm in that industry. So yeah, yeah. I'm like, what do you get out of saying that to someone? What do you get out of saying like, oh, you're, you're making a podcast? Like, how are you going to get people to listen to that? Um, I know what to do. Thanks. Like, yeah. And honestly, I don't know what to do. But you we are still doing it. Exactly. Everything's I'm going to trip and fall and I'm going to mess up and I'm also going to succeed. Like there's exactly there's going to be you have to do it scared or else you're never going to do it. Yeah. You know, like and how have you dealt with kind of I'm like low key looking for advice. How have you dealt with (laughs) the people who tell you? I mean, especially like as a woman in the music industry, I mean, and, and in Nashville, no less that's daunting as, as hell. Um, how have you kind of learned to just focus? It's not easy. In fact, it's actually, we are biologically programmed to focus on the negative Mm. and to focus on anxiety because that's like life-threatening. So how have you been able to kind of force yourself to focus on the support and the group and the, and the positives that have come out of it over, you know, maybe even that one person who wants to shoot you down. Yeah. I think like it's such a tough thing because like for me I love supporting other people and like if I ever have a feeling that's like not wanting to be supportive, I'm like, "Whoa, that's a me thing. Why am I feeling this way?" Whereas like and like then you examine that and you're like, "Oh, I'm, I wish I had something they had or like, whatever, you know what I mean? Like it's Mm -hmm. human to like compare and it's human to maybe be like, dang, I wish I had their success or like whatever. But like, you have to look at that and realize where it's coming from. And I think like something that has helped me is anyone. And I will say like, most people are very supportive and kind, but like those people who make those offhanded comments of like, oh, like, is that going to make you any money? Like, how are you going to live with that? What are you going to do? Like, are you sure you want to do that? I'm like, okay, so you, this is me just, I'm putting my own analysis on these people, but this is my thought process. I'm like, if you are so upset to see someone following their dream and doing something scary, could it be because you were afraid to follow your dream and do something scary? Maybe we're projecting a little bit. Like, I don't know. Projecting. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I, 
like anyone who's going to say anything, I just am going to assume it's a them issue. And I hope that they can figure that out because it's not fun to be unsupportive of others. And like, like, where do you think that like everyone who has created anything or like, you know, done something in an unconventional route, like they had to start somewhere. Like your favorite artist was just like me at one point. Yeah. You know, like, wouldn't you be sad if someone told Taylor Swift to give up or Beyonce to give up? Yeah. Lady Gaga I think to about give up? like Halsey all the time. Like we, we like make fun of Halsey when she was singing the mall. And now I would pay so much money to go to one of her concerts. Exactly. But like people made fun of her. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you have to be willing to be a little cringy sometimes by putting yourself out there just to you know, connect with the people that are going to enjoy it. Like you can't worry too much about the people who aren't going to like whatever you're doing because, you know, if it's good art or, you know, just good anything, it's going to reach the people that need it and the people that it's going to actually impact. And anyone else is just like, okay, you can like it or not, you know? Yeah. And I do think that is something that um, you kind of learn as you get go through life. I mean, we're still extremely young, but we both have kind of, you know, jumped out of our comfort zone and done followed kind of our passion and have taken on these passion product projects. Um, and the people that are quick to attack or the people that are quick to critique you, a lot of it is coming from their own personal discomfort to step outside of their comfort zone or yeah. you know it's like if you see people like screaming laughing standing over there you're going to be like oh my gosh they're so loud and obnoxious but part of you is probably like what's so funny over there <laughs> yeah exactly like it's uh, you know that's it's always going to be that back and forth and i forget the exact statistic but i remember in one of my psych classes it was something it was close to like if you really listen to what people say, 75% of it is about themselves. Yeah, that and, sounds completely accurate. And my therapist, like that was something that she told me too. She was like, you don't realize how many people, even as they're talking to you, are not thinking about you. Oh my even gosh. as they're speaking to you. And then, and that sounds so awful. But when you actually think about that and you're like, People don't really care. No, they're so focused on their own thing. Yeah. Even if you think about just like in your own brain, like if I'm talking to someone, like obviously I want to be an active listener to what they have to say, but I'm also like, how am I being perceived right now? Like you're always going to be thinking a little bit about like how you're coming across and just like your own experiences and like subconsciously, whatever they're saying, like if you do see that person like laughing really loud over there and you kind of like, subconsciously wish that you could be as free as that person like it might manifest in a way where you're kind of like judging them you know yeah well because also you know if you think oh I wish I could be as free as that per as that person and you start maybe doing that scary thing of well why can't I yeah and especially those people who aren't they're not ready to take that on immediately they're going to start pummeling with like, well, it's embarrassing. It's bad. It's here's all of the cons. And then just reverberating that back to you, even though you're like, 
I already thought about these cons, babe. Like this is <laughs> not new. at all. Yeah. And I just, I know that the pros outweigh that. Yeah. The, the crazy thing is like the, why can't I can be so scary, but it can also be the most empowering thing. Like mm-hmm. if I am seeing an opportunity and I'm like, oh, wow, like I want to do that. I wish I could do that. Okay. Why shouldn't it be me? I've worked hard. Like I'm putting myself out there. I'm believing in myself, like for anything, like, yeah. why shouldn't I have the job that I want? Why shouldn't I have a song do really well? Like, why shouldn't I have a podcast? You know? Yeah. I don't know. And so kind of going off of that, especially again, living in Nashville, where um, it is really known for um, music and in this industry and you're around a bunch of other people where you could just kind of fall into that comparison. And to some extent, I mean, you speak for yourself, but I think we all will find ourselves every so often comparing. um, And we talk, especially with women, about kind of this idea of imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. that, you know, and essentially imposter syndrome is just second guessing yourself and not believing that you are meant to be where you are. Um, I know I even do this in graduate school. I will get like this when I'm surrounded by very smart people. How do you take yourself out of that mindset when you get there? Either specific to music or just in general. Yeah, I think that's it's such a real thing, especially because like you don't really want to be the best person in the room. If you're the most talented or the smartest person in the room you're probably in the wrong room like you're not going to be around the people that are going to challenge you and uplift you and like I don't know like I don't think it's good to have imposter I just got chills (laughs) (laughs) okay I don't think I I didn't originate that phrase but I'm glad I could bring it to the podcast (laughs) it's the it's the Wayne Gretzky Michael Scott (laughs) (laughs) exactly yes exactly um But, you know, like, I don't know, like, you have to trust that there's a reason that you're there. And if you start, if you get into a room, like, if I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, these people I'm writing this song with are so good, and they've done so well for themselves. And like, I know they're super talented. Like, why am I here? Like, what could I bring to the table? I'm not gonna be able to show up and like, actually contribute in the way that I need to and the way that I know that I can. So like, just if you fall into that hole in the moment, you can't be what you've been preparing to be the whole time. For the well, it's self-fulfilling prophecy at that exactly. point. You know, like if you have so much anxiety that you're not supposed to be there, you're going to start acting like someone who isn't supposed to be there. Yeah. And there've been so many times. That when, may not like, be you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like there've been so many times when this is just silly, but like if I'm performing and I'm like, if I think to myself, what if I forgot all the lyrics right now? It's going to happen. Like if you're in a room and you're like, what if I just blow this opportunity right now? Like what, what if that happened? No, don't even let yourself go there. Like know that you're there for a reason, either because somebody saw what you have to offer and gave you a helping hand to get you into that room or because you barreled your way through as you should, because you deserve it. Like, yeah. There's a reason that you're there and you have to trust that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then so one of kind of the 
the next thing or the last thing that I want to get into is um, specifically as a woman in the industry, I feel like there is a level and unfortunately, I think there always will be a level of superficiality to the people who are kind of judging you, the people who are making decisions. Um, how have you managed that? And has there ever been a time when, you know, maybe someone said, you have to be like this, or you have to sing about this in order for you to be successful? And how have you, you know, it's obviously a give and take because it's professional advice, but also how have you listened to it and, and stayed true to your authentic self in this process? Yeah, I think that that is just a part of being around this industry for a while. And like, I'm an independent artist, like by no means am I like out here having a record deal or anything like that. And like that has its own pressures and everything. But like even just being in an industry where you are standing on a stage, you're on display for people, like everything that you do, you kind of have to think about, you don't want to look stupid. Like that's such a huge thing for me. And I think for a lot of people is like, oh my God, what if I embarrass myself? What if I look stupid? Like, that's just so scary and such a sad place to be in. Cause like ultimately when you're performing or, you know, singing or sharing a song, whether it's online or whether it's in person at a show, like you are like bearing your soul for people. And like, that's a beautiful thing, no matter what, whether there's a technical difficulty or whether you mess something up, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. My train of thought led me down a route and now I lost my track. <laughs> what was the question? I just started talking about my life. No. And you know what, Paige? That's what we want to hear about. So <laughs> that's showbiz. That's showbiz. That's, that's half the time about. I talk where it's like, we will end. Let's but, be real. Um, <laughs> fucking for real yeah um no if have you ever had anyone kind of give you advice that would would be inauthentic to you and I and I think you did kind of touch on it with you are an independent artist so you yeah you don't necessarily have any any main guide to listen to or to mm -hmm. respond to but in a sense, you have kind of just the route that music is taking or popularity yeah. is taken. Um, so how have you kind of refocused from, oh, I could maybe do this that I'd be uncomfortable with. And yeah, maybe I'd be more popular. Or I'd be more successful, but then I wouldn't, wouldn't feel authentic. I wouldn't feel myself. Yeah. And so I'm going to stay on this path. Yeah, I think that, like you said, like, I don't have, like, a large team or anything with people, like, telling me to be any certain way, but, like, the pressures, and I'm sure a lot of independent artists can relate to this, or just even, just anyone, artists or not, like, whatever industry you're in, like, there's gonna be, you know, standards and, like, expectations that people have, and you're gonna start trying to potentially, like, perform to those and like mold yourself to something that you think is going to make you successful when in reality there's no like recipe 
that's gonna <laughs> be the exact secret sauce. Like I, for a while, like if you go on my Spotify right now and listen from like beginning to now, you're gonna find so many different types of music and just like styles and different things that I was experimenting with like over years. Um, and sometimes I'm like, I wonder if I should take that down because I don't know if it like fully represents me. Cause like there was a period of time where I was like, Oh, maybe I should try to be this because that's what people like. And mm -hmm. even though it's not necessarily what I listen to, like the kind of music that I'm a fan of, like, I like it. So like, other people like it it's viable commercially like maybe if I'm just like the most mass appealing as I could be then that is going to make me successful but over time I had to realize there's so much more value in just being than in trying to be and so like that's that. just the approach that I try to take like just be don't try to be something because once you're trying to be something you're already done. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, people yeah. can tell people can tell in any walk, wherever it is. It's not just music. People can tell if you're, you're putting in so much extra effort to try to match what other people want you to be versus being genuine to yourself. Yeah. And it is hard. Like when you have people telling you what you should do, like I may not have like a manager or which like, a lot of people have amazing managers who are very supportive of like their authenticity and like their unique path, which like, I hope whenever I do have one, that that's the relationship that we would have. But like, obviously there's a lot of like toxicity where it's like, you should do this. You shouldn't do that. Like, this is the type of music you should do. This is what your cover art needs to look like. You need to wear this. You shouldn't wear that, like, et cetera. You shouldn't play at this venue, like blah, 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 whatever, whatever it may be that someone yeah. is telling you, you should or shouldn't do something like when people are telling you those things, like, you want to be doing the right thing. So you're like, okay, if this is what this person is telling me to do and like, I should probably trust them. Like they have a reason for saying that if they're mm -hmm. like, I don't think like if some random person is telling you to do something that doesn't know anything, like whatever, but like, if yeah, which like yeah. they're going to, people are going to speak up whether they have the credentials to tell you something or not. But I think like, let's say like an industry person is telling me like, okay, like you need to be doing this if you want to be successful. Like you have to look at that and be like, okay, like, do I agree with this advice? Number one, like, is this advice valuable to me? Like, is there a way that I can still show up authentically while taking this advice? And like, if the answer to that is no, then you have to like really step back and reevaluate and be like, okay, is this advice like for me? Maybe it's not, but like, yeah. I think like finding a way to like, I feel like you have to like figure out what the difference is between being outside your comfort zone versus being an authentic like you yeah. can still be outside your comfort zone and feel uncomfortable, but still be doing something that's authentic. It just may feel new. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, well, most example, new things, Yeah. even if they're things you've been wanting to do for ages and it, they might be like the most authentic and ah, I can't even speak authentic thing to you. I mean, for me doing this podcast, for you performing in front of massive crowds, you're going to be uncomfortable, but that was your dream. And it was your dream because it was true to you. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think something that all artists and 
people like who are pursuing anything, like whether you have a business, like whatever it may be, like everything is about TikTok and everything is about being on social media and like just like bearing your soul to social media, being authentic, but like being so polished at the same time. It's like very hard to balance that. And it's scary to like sit and talk to your phone and like put yourself out there, like just as yourself. But like, and there's a lot of artists that don't want to do it. And like, Mm -hmm. I, if you don't want to do it, like I commend you for knowing yourself and like knowing that it's not for you. And like, you're going to find another Avenue to get your music out there. That's great. But I think like, there's a lot of ways that you can be like, okay, this tool is available to me. I feel uncomfortable. Like, why do I feel uncomfortable with this? And just kind of like look within and be like, okay, is it because I'm scared of what people are going to think? Or is it just because I don't want to do it? Like it's different. You know what I mean? So like, there's always a way I think to like look at those opportunities and be like, okay, am I scared or is this just genuinely not for me? And like, if it's not yeah. for you, you have to respect that. But if you're scared, you got to give it a shot, you know? Yeah. And I mean, part of that is just like what you're saying, giving it a shot, trying it out because you might realize, no, it's, it's really not for me. It's not just, I'm uncomfortable. It's, it's not for me, but you may not be able to make that call before you've tried it. Um, and I, that kind of leads me to the next thing. I, one of my other beloved singer, songwriter, artist, Chelsea Cutler, um, (laughs) she posted and there was an article about her in posting this of, you know, how the expectations for artists is now twofold. It's not just about making music. It's about promoting a brand. Um, and, and in a sense, it's always been like that. But with social media, you you have to be an influencer and a, and a musician. You can't, and some people don't do it, but a lot of people, that is the expectation of influencer, be active on social media, share content, be your own advertiser, and also do all of the work that comes with being a singer songwriter and musician how have you navigated the pressures of social media it's this is something i talk about literally all the time just to everyone around me cuz we're all talking about it and it's such a hard thing because on it's the one you hand, too everyone's going through it together yeah. even the most experienced artists are having to go through this as well exactly i think like it's crazy to say this But I've said this so many times, like right now, for me, it feels like the easy part is making the music and the hard part is getting it heard. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel like making great music should be like the hardest part (laughs) of being an artist. But like at the end of the day, like that's what comes naturally to a lot of artists. Like, and that's what we've been putting like years and years and years into learning how to do. And so then like to have this new element, it's like not, I feel like it's new in terms of like the TikTok era, but like social media is obviously not like as new, but like just having to show up so often and like so like informally in a way of just like sharing so much of your life. Like I know a lot of people are like, I shouldn't have to share my whole life in order to share my music. Um, But it's just, I think it's just where we're at right now. And like trying to see it as like a tool because it's, it's true. Like it's an amazing, um, 
it's an amazing opportunity, like to be able to get organic reach like that on your music and to be able to like build a community. It's not easy to do, but like the opportunity is there. And so like, I'm like, okay, like I can either like not want to do this or I can be like, okay, like this is, this is the opportunity that I have and I can take it or leave it. But like, I'm taking it. Like I, I'm like, I feel like I would be remiss to not try when it's there and it's free. The only thing it costs me is my time and maybe like some heartbreak of when it takes forever and nothing happens. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, but I don't know. Like it's just, everyone has to have their own like relationship with that and their own feelings towards it. And like outside of doing music, I run social media for small businesses as like my other business and like my day job, if you will, which I also love. It's also creative and it's fun and it's my own business. So I'm happy to have that. Um, but like, I just, I am working on social media all the time. So like, I feel like I've been able to get it kind of down to like somewhat of a science, even posting for myself. I'm like, okay, like this is how I plan this. This is how I schedule this. Like, it's not as, you know, like all consuming as when I like, didn't really have a strategy for it. Um, but yeah, like, I think it is a lot of pressure and I totally understand why people are salty that it's expected now because like people who are at that higher, like label level, like they wanted to be an artist and they were like signed as an artist. Obviously there's like marketing and other things that you have to do that come with that and like expectations that you have to meet, but like just the level of like the amount of content that's like required right now is a lot. So like, I totally get people's frustrations, but at the same time, I think like for me personally, like I just have found it more valuable and more like healthy for my mindset to just be like, okay, like this is an opportunity and I'm just going to treat it like that. Yeah. I mean, it just ends up being, and I think as time progresses and it, it will just naturally become part of the job description. Yeah. Like it it's and it might not be that you have to be doing this forever, but it's the same with any any job, any role. I mean, you're going to have to put in that extra effort again, like we said, step out of your comfort zone. Yeah. There'll always huh. be something with any job that you don't like doing, and that's yeah. kind of like I'm like I wish that making music was literally just making the music, but obviously like there's a lot of other things behind the scenes that like are really exhausting, frustrating, hard to do and hard to learn. And yeah, that's, I think that's just with anything, you know? Yeah. There's always going to be that one, you know, or there's going to be that one annoying coworker or whatever it is, but you kind of have to, again, it's taking that step back and giving yourself some credit for going down this path and for the experience and the passion that you have and just kind of reminding yourself. So how, how do you, um, you know, almost, I actually just in one of my grad school classes, they, they were telling us, um, grad school is going to be very hard, obviously. And, and I already knew this, but it was for some of the orientation and the incoming freshmen. 
And they were saying like, there's going to be times when you say you don't want to finish school. You don't want to keep going. You may not even like this career. You may think you want to completely change and you have to remind yourself and almost bottle up that excitement before you even submitted the applications. What got you excited to even choose this to begin with? Same with you. What got you excited to choose music? in the beginning and how do you keep that bottled up? How do you keep that and keep that sacred to utilize it when you do go through those moments, either, you know, doing the aspects of the job that you don't like, or, you know, maybe you, you're going to hit some stalls down the road. Yeah. So how do you kind of jump back? And I know you mentioned from 2020 to 2021, you kind of took that pause to rediscover yourself. You know, what was it that brought you back? Yeah, I think like, like I said, it's been now over half my life of me deciding music is my, like a huge part of my identity and like what I want to do and what I feel the best doing. Um, And so like over all of that time, obviously like it's been a lot of just like treading water for a really, really long time. And that can get super exhausting and it can get super frustrating when you're like, oh my gosh, like I just need a win. Like when is anything going to happen for me? Like when will I have that one thing that's going to like propel me? And like, I think that something that I used to think as a kid when I wanted to pursue this career was like, oh, one day this I'm going to have a huge break. And like, that's going to be like the overnight thing that happens for me. And like that happens for people for sure, especially with TikTok. But like something I've come to realize is like, you're going to have more often than not, like a lot of small wins along the way. And Mm -hmm. if you don't look at those small wins and appreciate them every single time, it could be the smallest thing in the world. It could be like, I write probably three to five songs a week. Like I'm spending my time like in writing rooms with people writing songs. And like when I write a song that just is so good and it feels so good and everyone's having so much fun writing it, I'm like, that's the feeling that I need to remember. And that's what I have to come back to. And that's like the core of everything is like, why am I doing this? Because I have to. Like that is who I am. Yeah. And if you have something that's like, oh my God, why am I even doing this? if your answer is because I have to, then that's everything that you need to know. Like, it's like your, if it's your true joy and your true passion. And like, I was in a session the other week and like, we thought of a great line and it was so exciting. And I was just like, literally giggling in this room with people. And I was like, I love writing songs. Like, I'm going to remember this. I'm like, this is going to fuel me like this one moment is going to fuel me for like the next like couple weeks until I have another one and then another one and it'll just keep me going like that um but yeah it's just like like I said the small wins and like seeing those like the little like beautiful stops along the way of just like writing songs with your friends or like if you're in grad school like hitting like hitting a milestone of like oh my gosh like I finally got through that big thing that I had to do that was so hard and scary but I did it you know what I mean? Like, I talk about this often and something that, um, when, when I get there with all my research and everything, when I talk about like romantic partnerships too, um, it's almost the same with, with music, with 
the people feel the way that way with their career where you we were sold this idea that you're going to lock eyes with someone and fall in love mm-hmm. and then you are just two pieces connected forever and ever and that's yeah. what we're sold and it's the same with same with music you know i swear it's like or we we always hear the stories too of like oh, someone just saw me walking in the mall and they asked me, they gave me a modeling contract or like some something ridiculous like that. And yeah. we hold on to those so much more that we think that that's the norm. And it's not that the norm is this progression and this slow build. And then there's n- not just going to be one, if you can only have one moment that you say is like, oh my gosh, I we saw each other and we fell in love instantly. Isn't it going to be all downhill from there then? <laughs> like, that's kind yeah. of my thought. And it, it's these moments where like, you know, you're walking with your partner and you look over and you go, damn, I love that person. Yeah. Or it's going to be those moments where, you know, you have a good, a, a good line in a song or you have, you, you realize in grad school, like my favorite moment moments are like, nothing to do with school even it's just like I'm with my classmates and we're studying and we're almost delirious we're laughing so hard but like studying to get through something yeah and like you have to just grasp onto those small little things and realize like that's actually the dream yeah it's having a continuous stream of of those aha wow this is what I want to do moments Yeah, that's so true. And like, even just in life too, like, I think something that I really struggle with is like, enjoying the journey instead of just always thinking about where I'm trying to go. And I definitely like that's an ongoing struggle. I'm not good at that. Like, I think I think everyone's hard difficult with that. I mean, especially we're in this like instantaneous reward um, era. And people are always thinking like eight steps ahead. Yeah. Exactly. And so like, it's, but the the time is passing anyway. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not where I want to be now necessarily. Like everyone wishes they were further ahead than they are. Like whatever it may be, whether it's your job or your music, your relationship, like whatever it is, but like, I'm still on the journey and like the time is passing anyway. And if you don't enjoy the time right now, like what was the point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, and this is like a little, I guess, I don't know, plug for one of my future episodes, but I will be kind of doing a series where there's different books or movies or songs or things that I think just really resonate and connect. And one of them is this book called The Defining Decade, and I will go into more detail, but the whole point is your 20s are when you find yourself. And people keep saying like 30s are the new 20s because of physical well-being. But the whole book is really about slowing down and stopping and taking a moment that like you don't want to just get to your 30s and be like, where did that all that time go? You want to embrace all of these big events that are going to happen in your 20s. Um, yeah. And again, I'll I'll talk about it more in depth in a future episode, but I think I think that's a great way to close. And I feel like you've, you are a great example of just 
following your passion and then persevering it, even when it gets difficult to get those little wins and to even, even if that little win is just reminding yourself that you are staying true to who you are here and you are making yourself successful by being who you are. I mean, that's, that's so admirable. Thank you. Love you. (laughs) Love you. And I hope that anyone listening to this, like, if you take one thing away, it's what Natalie just said. Like, as long as you feel like you're honoring that part of yourself that you feel like is the truest part of yourself, it doesn't have to be something you you do. It can just be mm-hmm. something that you are. If you're like, I am really kind. Okay, go with that. Like wherever that leads you, like whatever it is that is the truest kernel of who you are as a person, as long as you're honoring that, then you're good. Yeah. I say- It's hard to remember that, but that- that is such a great piece of advice. And for you, Paige, if you were, I mean, I know you gave the advice, but for you, if you were to say that that kernel, what would it be? Would it be music for you? I think that it like, I think like underneath music, it is just like connection and connecting with other people. Like when I feel that joy of writing a great song, like the thing that comes to mind is looking around and seeing how happy the other people are in the room to be writing it too. So, and like, whenever I perform, like seeing, like if I could do a request song for somebody and they're like, Oh my gosh, like it's our 20th anniversary. And that was our song. Thank you so much for singing that. Like it means something to people like what I'm doing. Um, And like, I find joy even just creating for myself, but like, it's so much better to share it. So yeah, I'd say that's what it is. I love that. And I urge everyone, all my listeners to find that kernel. What is it? Are you living true to it? And if not, don't be afraid to jump into it because I mean, Paige is showing that it's it's pretty worth it. (laughs) I'm trying out here. (laughs) Aren't we all? Aren't we yeah. all trying? Um, so just <laughs> last bit, Paige, I would love for you, any plugs or anything um, for people to follow you? Where should they look for your music? Where should you look? Any fun upcoming shows or releases that are, you know, inside scoop? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Paige Kiner Music, on TikTok at Paige Kiner. Um, and then on anywhere that you stream music, my music is all under my name, Paige Kiner. And so I have a bunch on there. Um, if you like kind of like early 2000s, like pop rock vibes and just like, you know, some little tongue in cheek lyrics that are kind of like silly and fun at times um, and relatable, if I do say so myself, they um, are. If you want to check any of that out, it is all there online. And yeah, if you are, I pride myself on being a lyrics girly. I think all Taylor Swift fans are also lyrics girlies where they love good lyrics with the catchy tune. And that's Paige. Oh my God. That is Paige Kiner. Wow. (laughs) The highest compliment, honestly. I appreciate that. I'm a lyrics girly too. So yeah, I feel like it. Those are the best artists. I mean, I love it, honestly. Sometimes you just want the vibes, but sometimes you're like, I want to analyze every single word, so. Yes, but also Paige gives you both, so. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, thanks. That, I'll try. We will sign off and just keep complimenting each other on the side. And <laughs> um, but yes, go follow her, go listen to her music. Um, and also follow Not So Nice Girl Podcast on Not So Nice at Not So Nice Girl Pod. Um, we're all just following our passion and want your support and want to connect with you guys. So yeah. With that, thank you so much, Paige. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing um, your story and all of the kind of personal and inspirational uh, puzzle pieces that make you you. Um, And can't wait to hear more free music. (laughs) Thanks for having me. It was so fun. Yep. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Talk later.